0: Podcast midweek special edition, the midweek sprint. It is episode 23 and it is entitled, No, it is not better late than never. Okay. So every time I approach a show, I look to have a theme, something that runs everything together and brings it all in together. And to give it some cohesion, something that you actually want to listen to. and It's not just a bunch of random points or segments. I try to tie it all together for you. So with, with this, I, I want to look at it, and uh, I don't want to say that this is the only way to consider something. Rather, I want to show you a way to consider this thing, okay? And today, we're going to be looking at how uh, reacting to dr anthony fauci saying that it's probably about time to open up the economy and then we're going to look at in the second segment uh, president donald trump now says that churches should reopen immediately and finally we're going to look at utah decriminalizing polygamy and what that all means all if when you look at it all together all that and more on the life given podcast welcome to the midweek sprint i'm isaac lopez so in today's first segment, I just want to look at what Dr. Anthony Fauci has to say. He has basically been gospel truth for this entire season that we have been in due to the coronavirus. He is one of the nation's leading experts or self-proclaimed experts on this Um he is one of the nation's experts and he is on the coronavirus task force that Donald Trump ascended, uh, assembled since January. Okay. So he is, he has a lot of credentials to his name. He has a lot of experiences. I think he's been serving in DC in some capacity for at least 30 years. He's been around for a very, very long time, seeing a lot of things, He's seen a lot of different viruses. And so he has been one of the two, I think, spokespeople, uh, from the coronavirus task force, aside from President Donald Trump, okay? So I just want to look at what he has to say and why it is not better late than never, okay? Because that kind of attitude gets us to what we'll get to in the third segment. There's a culmination to that kind of philosophy that drives uh, nations into destruction, okay? Okay. So that's the reason I want to look at this and Dr. Fauci came out recently and said uh on a according to a CNBC report that um it's probably best that most economies start opening up so that there won't be irreparable damage okay that that's he said that I don't want people to think that any of us feel that staying locked down for a long period of time is the way to go, which is funny because that's basically what he's been preaching. You know, as up until last week, even, he was talking about really keeping lockdowns in place for a significant period of time. And it wasn't until Ray and Paul and a number of other people pushed back that maybe we saw a change in Dr. Fauci's thinking. And a lot of people uh, have pointed out on Facebook Finally, he's finally seen sense. And I think that that's why I want to latch on to in, today's, in this segment. So Dr. Fauci has a lot of credentials to his name. He's one of the leading experts, and we've gone to him a lot during this time. And I think that we should listen to experts like him, obviously. But he has now come around to say that's probably best that we start opening economies because uh, he, he he quoted... He, he had this quote on the CNBC article, and he said, I don't want people to think that any of us feel that staying locked down for a long per- per- for a prolonged period of time is the way to go, in an interview on CNBC. And my... Uh, you know, I, I, it's good. Finally, people are starting to see the light. Finally, see, people are starting to see the statistics that are coming out and the actual facts that we know about the coronavirus and the damages that is being done to the economy and the people that uh, were so hellbent on saving, right? Because uh, I, I just want to take a side note here, like a, a little uh, rabbit trail, if you will. Follow me with this for one second. One of the main arguments that has been Touted by that one camp of people that says we need to stay locked down until 2021 is the argument that we are saving lives by staying inside, right? Flatten the curve, all of that. Wait until we get a vaccine is now one of the things they're pushing. But the main one of the main tenets that they held so dearly to was the fact that they were saving lives right? That when coronavirus first came out, there are estimates of one to two million people dying in the US, right? And obviously, when it has that kind of fatality rate, we need to pay attention. And we need to, like, take a closer look at what we're doing and evaluate going forward how best to protect people. And I think that that is a reasonable solution. Uh, that That's a reasonable thing to keep in mind as you're seeking for a solution, rather. But we're starting to see that there are other side effects when you have a blanket solution. Right? We we talked about this when it came to states implementing coronavirus lockdown measures. Not everyone is New York City or certain parts of California, right? Not everyone's a Seattle or a Washington right? So why do we continually insist that this one aspect, this one perspective on life is how we should treat everything, right? That's how we're going to treat everything. And I, that just drives me nuts because a study has come out and I don't know if it's yet been uh, peer reviewed. That's been a huge term thrown around. Um, but I think it hits at that there are actual facts and data out there that shows That mental health is something that we have not accounted for when it comes to considering these lockdowns. And this one study showed that, like, at most, if we have a prolonged period of lockdown time, okay, that nearly 150,000 people could be subject to coronavirus-related induced stress deaths. That's a very long way. But basically, that's a very... um, Complicated way of putting it, but basically, the suicide rates are going to skyrocket and they already have started to skyrocket. We've seen 25% um, more hotline use in the month of May, I believe, than we have all like in a calendar year normally. And there are reports of nationally speaking, 22% of hotlines, uh, the use of hotlines have gone up by 22%. Okay, so I think that this is based in data, it'll be interesting. And hopefully, this is not the ramifications are not this bad. But we have to take into account uh, that maybe um, joblessness, maybe uh, abuse and stuff like that are going to drive people to do things that we would not want them to do that would, they would not be compromised if they were able to lead their normal lives, right? There's just a lot of stress that goes into living your life. If, uh, just normally, and now you're compounding it with fear and anxiety on whether the world's about to end due to a pandemic. Okay. So that that's a statistic that I just want to keep in mind and that's protecting lives. Right, we need to get like when people say that you're just you just want to get back to the economy. If you're one of those people that says, "Hey, let's just get back to normal," on Facebook, and there are, uh, you know, the the uh, legion of uh, life protection jumps out and says, "Hey, you don't care about your neighbor or my grandma, right?" What you can turn to them and say is, "Hey, I'm actually worried about the people that are being affected by this the most." You know, the people that aren't in stable conditions. And obviously, you don't want to use them, use their situation as an argument, but rather, this is something that we're not considering, okay? And this is something we've gotten to that has been prolonged um, because of how slow D.C. has been to let lockdowns come up, right? And not only D.C., but also local government. And this is where the philosophy, better late than never, really and ticks me off okay we need to be getting back to normal life a whole lot faster than a, like the 50 states uh, there are still really slow measures being taken some states aren't going to be opened up until late summer and that's going to be like maybe doubling the amount of time that we should have been staying in lockdowns right i'm not even convinced lockdowns are the way to go but the way that uh if you if you're sitting there and say, oh, finally, Dr. Fauci says we can get back to work. Oh, now that's all good. No, it's not all good because he took so long and we've probably gone three weeks beyond uh which sh- then we needed to, maybe even four weeks. I think we should have gotten to work like almost a month ago, end of April, not into May. And so that, that's something that uh, we need quicker action to be taken because it really is costing lives and livelihoods. All right, so we're gonna continue to further this point of uh, no, it's not better better late than never. Uh, really tackling that philosophy or that, uh, just that way of thinking when it comes to our government systems, okay? Just because our government's slow and that's how they work doesn't mean that that's how it necessarily has to be or should be, okay? So that's why we need to start putting pressure on the lower levels of government so that way this does not happen again. Okay, we've got to be able to look at what's going on currently and how can we make it better in the future, right? That's something that we should always be trying to do. So President Trump recently came out and mentioned how, um, how he was frustrated that there were uh, that bars were starting to open up before churches were allowed. We talked about how in California a couple weeks ago that Governor Gavin Newsom Newsom was allowing. Uh, floral shops to open up before churches could open up and return to worship, okay? And I mentioned how that really is an indicator for me on where uh, religious or or any kind of faith is on the maps, and I think particularly the Christian faith. So according to this Fox News article, uh, Donald Trump said that um, the people are demanding to go back to church and synagogue, go to the mosque many millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life the ministers pastors rabbis and imams and other faith leaders will make will make sure that their congregations are safe as they gather and pray now this is something that I really um, that this is why I said in the very in the introduction why it's important to not just look at it with one perspective or from one aspect of it. Okay, so what I'm about to elucidate is something that is negative. Okay, I, I want, so, I want our leadership to be better. And I think that that is a reasonable thing to continue to push your leaders to get better, just as you should be pushing yourselves to get better as well. Right. Um, And so that's one of the things that I just want to keep in mind, uh, because I think that this is overall a great thing. I just think that We're missing something with this. And I think that uh, I I have one fear, which I'll elucidate uh, as we get into this. Um, I saw a number of my Facebook friends, I've heard a number of people say to me that this is a good thing, that this is a great thing. We're getting back to work. Uh, Churches are uh, being protected by President Trump. Our, Our faith, we can continue to worship. And yes, those are all good things, right? But it's taken him so dang long. <laughs> it's taken him so long to recognize what should be a fundamental tenet of American freedom is the faith of the people that we are now clapping for our present for taking more, like, for saying a very simple statement, for saying that a bar shouldn't be prioritized over a church, should not be that big of a deal but it and now and nowadays this I, I think this is an indication of where we're at when we're okay with our president saying when we're excited when our president says oh yeah churches are better than where people go and get hammered <laughs> obviously it's it's a little out of context but basically uh that that's one of the things that kind of irks me and I think that possibly he this may be Um, Like, if he had waited longer, he would have been in danger of losing the middle-class Christian vote. He would have been in danger of potentially risking uh, not being reelected this year, because I think he's handled this fairly well, but as time has gone on, and President Trump has been relatively quiet in not pushing uh, people to open back up and not championing uh, championing uh, the freedoms that we have in this country instead has allowed the panic and fear to spread. He just let it go on. And so I think that he finally, and it might be, it's probably for selfish motivations. Obviously I don't want to impute on him uh, ideas or uh, driving principles, but I think he, he finally realized that if he doesn't do something for his base Then there's going to be problems in the future, especially for him. And I would rather our president, uh, he doesn't have to be uh, the godliest Christian in my book, not by any means. I know President Trump is not one of those people, but I still want our president to protect the American freedoms that he swore that he would protect when he took office. And that's something that I think we need to keep an eye on, not just the left, but we also need to be, sorry, the left. <laughs> but we also need to be keeping an eye on the people that we put into office. For example, President Trump, also Governor Brad Little, if you're from Idaho. Also, if your governor is Republican, okay? Just because they're Republican doesn't mean that they're flawless. It doesn't mean that they have false intentions, bad intentions. So keep an eye on that thing. Let me know. Uh, I would love to hear from you at the life and received at gmail.com, or on the Life Given News Facebook page, or go to the website, subscribe to the website and let us know what you think as we get that up and running this summer. So once again, I just want to take a pause as we end our uh, month of May. Uh, just thank you so much to Ezra Friedel and Friedel Financial Coaching for uh, their sponsorship of the podcast this month. It- I really appreciate their sponsorship of the show, and I really appreciate what they're doing. Um, And that's partially why they sponsored the show here, that they, they like what we're doing here, but also we appreciate what they're doing over there. And if you are in a bit of a financial bind, or if you're worried about what may be the outcome here in a couple months, now is the time Better late than never, right? Almost in this sense. You want to get on top of your finances now so that way you can improve in the future, right? So uh, obviously you'd rather take care of it earlier, but even if it's in this state, even if Fauci, even if Trump are kind of screwing up, <laughs> we want to recognize it and get better, right? And so if if you're looking for uh, some advice or some coaching on it, go to Ezra Friedel at Friedel Financial Coaching over at FFC. uh, And here's a word about them. Everyone has dreams for what they want the future to look like. However, most of us are held back from achieving those dreams by debt and consequences of bad financial decisions. That is why Friedel Financial Coaching exists. To help you achieve your financial dreams, you can follow us at facebook.com slash FFC Ezra or schedule a time to speak with us at ramseycoach.com friedel Now, I'll link to those in the show notes, and you should definitely go and check out Ezra. And if you want more information about him or just some of his background, where he's coming from, uh, before you go and uh, sign up for him, if, you're, if you have some more questions, I'm sure we were able to answer some of those questions in the finish line episode we had with him as he came onto our show earlier this month. Just go check out whatever podcast platform that you're on, or YouTube, uh, go check that out, because it was a wonderful interview. Anyway, back to the show. All right, so for our final segment, let's look at what the idea of, or the relaxed proverb of better late than never can sometimes get you. Okay, so um, let's go take this state over to Utah. Governor, uh, Utah Governor Gary Herbert recently decriminalized polygamy in that state. Now, before we go further, there is a difference between legalizing it and decriminalizing it. Okay, so uh, in in their constitution, in the state of Utah's constitution, it is it is illegal to uh, be in a polyamorous relationship or or a polygamous relationship. That is stated very clearly that polygamy is prohibited in the Utah's. In Utah's, I want to say the U.S.'s, in the uh, state of Utah's constitution, okay? That is written clear as day, all right? But they have now made it to the point that they haven't legalized marriage yet, but they are allowing polygamous relationships to go forward. And the only thing that they might um, do to prosecute them is with a uh, little slap on the wrist, which is basically the equivalent of, it is now been lowered to an infraction, okay? So um, it's the Senate Bill 102, and it was passed into law on March 28th. So this is actually just a couple months ago and kind of went under the radar. And I only found it, um, I think by luck of the draw, honestly, just by going through my newsfeed and it was shared. And I, was, I had no idea that this was going on. Obviously, Utah has been known for that kind of stuff in the past, but this is where we're at now, okay? And uh, it passed apparently without very, with very little debate, and it passed unanimously in their Senate. Um, And only three representatives in their House of Representatives voted against it. So it basically, it reduces polygamy among consenting adults from a crime, previously a third degree felony, to an infraction, which uh, some uh, legal analyst has equated the bill, uh, the bill's punishment to that of a parking ticket. So no more than $750 for that kind of uh, sin for that kind of illegal activity. Now it's basically a parking ticket, right? That's where we are in the state of Utah. And that's where we go. That's what we get when we have a very relaxed approach. The article from the Daily Citizen, that's what I'm using as a reference for this, uh, actually mentioned how there were a number of uh, uh, arguments that were made in the gay pride movement, in the uh, effort to make uh, gay marriage legal, and for those kinds of uh, sins to be recognized in the public square and recognized in the law, uh, we, are, we saw a lot of those same arguments made for uh, those who engage in polygamy, who engage in polyamorous um, relationships. And uh, they they were basically saying that we don't feel recognized. And I just wanna take a side side track here. Um, Just because a large group of people do something doesn't mean that by default that it's right, okay? That's a very simple thing to say, but it's one main argument for a lot of the uh, left-leaning liberals that say, We need to have uh, gay pride, we need to have gay marriage recognized, we need transgenders to be recognized, we need to see polygamy now recognized by the law and make it legal for everyone to do whatever the heck they want. And they base, one of their main arguments is based off the fact that so many people do it, why should you hate on their happiness? What if they're happy? You know, all of those, it doesn't mean that it's right. That doesn't make it right just because a lot of people do it. There was, if I'm not mistaken, in the Bible, there were two cities that were so engulfed in sexual immorality that they got taken up in flames. <laughs> and that was the majority of the city. Only a couple people survived. Lot, almost his wife, and their daughters right? Those are two major cities that were taken up in flames because they were doing what they wanted to do. They pursued their own happiness. And so just, just a a reminder of that main argument that people make. And this is the culmination. So all of this is the culmination of what it means to relax, what it means to say, hey, we'll worry about that later. This is what it means. This this is why we need so many people involved in current events, involved in what is going on around in our political and current event landscape. Okay, we're now getting to the point, right? I said last week how uh, five to 10 years ago, we were talking about this is what probably will happen. Well, it's happening now. It's happening now. Polygamy is being recognized as something anyone can do we are now seeing sins coming to the forefront and being praised. And that's something that will happen. That's the outcome of saying, hey, we'll get to it later. And that's why I wanna push back against in this episode is that what we're holding President Trump and Dr. Fauci to is a standard. We're holding them to, hey, we need to do better so that way we aren't sliding into socialism, so that way we aren't sliding into losing our American freedoms. What makes America America and sets it apart from so many other countries. We just had Memorial Day this last weekend, and it was a time to reflect on what a great country this still is in the fact that we get to enjoy certain freedoms. Not many places have freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Not many people have to worry in this country about violence, right? We live in a great country still, and we need to make it better because we're starting to slide. We're starting to get lazy. We're starting to let things happen, and we'll say, hey, we'll catch you later. Okay. And that's what I want. Uh, that's why I want this summer to be is taking back current events, taking responsibility for what's going on out there. And Utah is no exception to that. Anyway, I hope that wasn't too much. I really want to know what you had to th- uh, say, uh, because I, I think my President Trump uh, take may be unpopular. I want to know what you think. So once again, email me at the life given and received at gmail.com or uh, the Facebook page, or Uh, the website that we're trying to turn into a reliable quick news site that you can go to and get caught up on current events quickly. As always, we're trying to create a place for conversation and a place that you can be prepared for your week's conversation. So as always, remember that the life that you have been given and the life that you have received includes every area of life. Why should current events be the exception? God bless.